0: Welcome back to another episode of Arm Analysis.
1: Today, we're focusing on three key literary perspectives, Transcendentalism, Dark Romanticism, and Puritanism.
2: And their viewpoints of one simple yet mysterious concept, the woods.
1: Whether the woods are right in your backyard or several hours away, different cultural perspectives have had different ideas of the meaning of what happens when you disappear into the trees.
0: To explore these different meanings, three friends, us that is, are venturing into the woods at their local state park to discover whether the forest is a perfect place for a picnic or something much scarier.
2: We hope you enjoy the show. I'm starving. These sandwiches we packed are gonna be delicious.
0: Yeah, but with the sea, they're probably all melted by
2: now. Um, sandwiches can't melt.
1: Hey guys, where are we going to set up our picnic?
2: I don't
0: know. I don't see any good places around here.
2: What about that little cleared off grassy area over there?
1: Nah, we need somewhere with some shade. I'm gonna get heat stroke if I'm sitting in the sun.
0: But where else is there to go?
2: Oh, I have an idea. Why don't we just go into the woods? There's shade there.
1: Where are we going to find anywhere to sit in the woods?
2: I don't know. A rock or a little clearing or something. We'll find something. Nature provides us with everything we need.
0: Uh, okay, hippie. Guys, I don't think we should go in there. Why not? I don't know. Something in there could be dangerous.
2: Dangerous? What do you think is in there? This is Iowa. It's not like we have bears or something.
0: Yeah, but I don't know. It just doesn't seem safe for us to be in there. Bad things could happen.
2: I don't know what you're talking about. The woods are so nice and beautiful.
1: He does have a point. A lot of sketchy things have happened in the woods before. You never know what could happen in there. Good, bad, or anything.
2: You too? Come on, guys. I've played in the woods ever since I was a kid. I know the forest like the back of my own hand.
1: Well, it is getting hot. I'm cooking out here like a juicy sirloin steak. Let's just go and see what's to be found.
0: Uh, guys, are you sure about this?
2: Yes, I promise, nothing bad is going to happen.
0: I mean, you don't know that.
2: Don't say that, you're just making him more anxious.
0: Why do you want to go into the woods so much anyway? Why not just eat in the car or drive somewhere else for shade?
2: Because, don't you see? The woods are so much more than just a picnic spot. The woods are where we see nature, the divine creation at its finest. Everything you see, a tree, a vine, a bug, a squirrel, is like seeing a small glimpse of the entire universe. The spirit that's inside you is inside everything. And being in the pure, understood nature gives us the opportunity to feel more connected to the spirit inside of us. And even at the same time, more connected to to, to everything
0: okay i'm not buying that
2: oh really try giving a better explanation for all this beautiful abundance
0: okay yes nature is beautiful because it's god's creation and that is all but that doesn't mean it can't be dangerous out here in the woods we're just trying to get further and further away from any sort of human contact And if that wasn't dangerous enough The trees themselves block anyone from the outside seeing in, like a current almost. And that's why when people go into the woods, they feel invincible, like they can get away with any sort of terrible stuff. They forget that God can see everything they do. Who knows who might be in the forest right now, plotting something terrible.
2: We're just eating lunch, Andres.
0: So? You said it yourself. It's not just a picnic spot. I
1: actually think both of you have a point. How? I think Molly's right. Everything in the forest is connected to our own spirit. And you can feel that when you're out here. But that spirit, it isn't always good. It can also be evil. And like Andres said, once you're out here, far away from civilization, there's just no telling what that spirit could drive you to do.
0: You see, the woods are no good. I think we should just head back.
1: But hey, maybe it's not bad. Now that we're out here, we can see for ourselves what our true spirit is. Might as well keep going. Hey, is that a house? Over there. Wait,
2: what?
3: Every morning was a cheerful invitation to make my life of equal simplicity, and I may say innocence, with nature herself. I have been as sincere a worshiper of Aurora as the Greeks. I got up early and bathed in the pond. That was a religious exercise. And one of the best things which I did. In Thoreau's Transcendentalist piece, he wants to experience the influence that nature has on the development of individuals. He escapes from society in order to connect with nature and take his own actions that would otherwise be offensive or out of the standards of society. For example, he repeats the simplicity that he follows in life. This lifestyle would be judged in society because individuals were expected to work hard, beyond self-subsistence. He even describes his connection to nature as a religious exercise. The forest is natural and can provide Thoreau with original thought and a desirable lifestyle, unlike the influence of society, which forces individuals to follow the thought of others and their standards. Both place and time were changed, and I dwelt nearer to those parts of the universe and to those eras in history which had attracted me. We are wont to imagine rare and delectable places in some remote and more celestial corner of the system. Beginning the constellation from Cassiopeia's chair, far from noise and disturbance, my house had its sight in a withdrawn but forever new and unprofaned part of the universe. In his piece of literature, Thoreau depicts his own home and environment as being unprofaned and, in a sense, pure when compared to the rest of the world. He highlights the fact that his home is far away from any noise and disturbance, which is a reference to society. Thoreau demonstrates that society disturbs one from being able to look inward and discover or mine for a sense of purpose. For Thoreau, these environments, secluded, tranquil, and, in a sense, isolated, attract him and thus allow him to mine for his meaning and purpose in life. He emphasizes how crucial nature is to him by describing it as unprofaned, which indirectly highlights society as impure or profane.
2: It looks like someone's been living here.
3: Maybe you could eat in there.
2: Oh, and there's a pond over there, too. Oh, gosh, don't look. That guy's naked.
1: Ew!
0: See, I told you people
2: do bad stuff in here. Okay, yeah, that's pretty whack. But if that guy is living out here in the woods, I think he's doing something right. Just spending all his time out here just with nature, not distracted by all the pointless aspects of modern life, but just the basics to live with. the force is providing him with a place to focus on learning the secrets of the universe through connecting with nature.
1: He probably is really connected with his spirit out here, But I'm pretty certain he could get charged for public nudity out here, just saying. I really think we should go back.
2: Well clearly if that guy is living here, there's nothing dangerous in the area. I say we find out what we're missing out on that he certainly has.
1: I guess we should. I hope we find somewhere to sit down soon, I'm so hungry.
2: Me too, but just be patient, I'm sure we'll find somewhere. Wait, did you hear that?
1: Are there some girls around here? That's so creepy.
2: Wait, they're over there, in that cleared-off area. Oh, they're dancing.
3: The edge of the wilderness was close by. The American continent stretched endlessly west, and it was full of mystery for them. It stood, dark and threatening, over their shoulders night and day, for out of it Indian tribes marauded from time to time, and Reverend Paris had parishioners who had lost relatives to these heathen. The setting of the crucible is Salem, a small Puritan community in pre-revolutionary America, in which the inhabitants rely on each other for safety and to fulfill the goal of the Puritan people, which was to be a shining light in the darkness. They believed that men, man and the world, were inherently evil, and that the vengeful God had chosen them, and them only, to be saved. Therefore, everything outside of the community was sinful and dangerous to their purity. God forbid anything from the wilderness outside get into the community, like witchcraft that would later cause hysteria within Salem. And what shall I say to them, that my daughter and my niece I discovered dancing like heathen in the forest? Dancing, like the other suspicious activities Abigail and the other teenage girls of Salem were discovered doing in the forest, was looked down upon as evil in Puritan culture. Since the woods were on the outside of the town and and hidden from sight, they provided a place for the girls to rebel against the strict rules they were subject to without the judgment of members of society, or so they thought at the time. After Reverend Parris spotted them partaking in this rowdy behavior, we can safely assume he wasn't any less weary of the forest.
0: Don't you see? They're like dancing in a circle. They look like they're doing some kind of satanic ritual. This is kind of why we shouldn't be out here in the woods. Those girls knew exactly what they were doing when they came out here to dance. When they're in society with their families and neighbors around, they know they'd get caught and punished for their messed up behavior. But here, hidden from civilization, they feel free to partake in wild behavior. The woods bring out the dangerous things in people.
2: Are you kidding me? They look like they're having fun.
1: Yeah, they kind of do. Not gonna lie. You guys think satanic rituals are fun?
2: Maybe it's not a satanic ritual. Maybe they're just enjoying life out here in the forest. You should learn to do the same.
1: Yeah, maybe these girls have just figured out what life is all about.
0: You guys are insane. I'd turn back around if I weren't so worried about your (laughs) well-being.
1: Oh, okay.
2: Andres, you look tense. Maybe we should all sing a song to loosen our nerves. We're going on a bear hunt. We're gonna catch a big one.
1: Bears? Oh, come on, Andres. Come on?
0: Don't you think this is a little out of hand, Rolando? you admitted it yourself. Bad things could happen out here.
1: See, here's the thing. Whatever happens out there was meant to happen. Out here, connected with nature, we find our true selves. Good or bad, it's all inevitable. So we just need to see what happens. And you resist to it, and you're just playing yourself.
0: I don't like that way of thinking. We can choose our own way to be. Are you sure about that?
2: Wait, do you guys hear all those people?
1: Yeah. I, I think it's coming from over there. Something is very, very wrong
2: here.
3: Lo, there you stand, my children, said the figure in a deep and solemn tone, almost sad with its despairing awfulness, as if his once angelic nature could yet mourn for our miserable race. Depending upon one another's hearts, ye had still hoped that virtue were not all a dream. Now ye are undeceived. Evil is the nature of mankind. Evil must be your only happiness. Welcome again, my children, to the communion of your race. From young Goodman Brown. In Hawthorne's piece of dark romantic literature, his main character, once sinless and pure, finds his inner devilish manner through his experience with nature. The character is shocked when he finds other people in his community who he trusts taking satanic actions. The line, Evil is the nature of mankind, evil must be your only happiness, resembles the moral of the story, emphasizing the idea that it is inevitable to fall in the trap of sin. But something fluttered lightly down through the air and caught on a branch of a tree. The young man seized it and beheld a pink ribbon. "'My faith is gone,' cried he, after one stupefied moment. "'There is no good on earth, and sin is but a name. Come, devil, for to thee is this world given.'" Brown brings up the pink ribbon on multiple occasions. The ribbon belongs to his wife, who is seen in society as sinless and innocent. However, when he is running through the forest, he sees the pink ribbon falling from the sky. In a metaphorical manner, the falling ribbon resembles the trap in which his wife, Faith, has fallen in society. She became sinful. She has fallen into the hands of the devil. The sky from which the ribbon falls is related to heaven. The ribbon falls into the burning and dark forest, which most likely resembles hell.
1: Whoa, guys, do you hear that?
0: It sounds like the crackling of lumber in the distance.
2: Look, the trees are on fire. The trees are on fire.
1: This is a devil's word.
2: No, it's not. It's nature's natural cycle of death and rebirth.
1: Okay, hippie, we do not need theological facts. We need to run. I'm
2: telling you, there's nothing to be scared of. Nature itself will take care of its children. That is us.
1: I never thought I had such a crazy friend. It's the forest. The forest
0: is transforming Goody Higgins. I knew you were so good in the inside. The devil of the forest is in you now,
1: and you will never be so virtuous again. Melondo, if I were you, I would run the hell out of here. Chill! You're crazier than her, my guy. Everyone is evil on the inside. It's human nature. We can't control ourselves. No. God has
0: chosen us to be the good in this world. We have to work for him. I will not let the devil take control of me like he took control of her.
2: No one has taken control of me. I am free, liberated, and inspired to take control of myself through the beauty of nature. Ha ha
1: ha 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 It's all beautiful and inspiring until nature takes control of you and kills you. You can stay here with your beloved nature and burn to death.
0: No, not you two. The devil has taken control of you. Brother of God, praise him. Say your prayers. Don't fall into the truck of the devil. You can't leave your fellow friends behind. She is a child of God.
1: Well, you can burn with her too. And so can I. No one is good in this world anyway. We're all dirty sinners.
2: Wait, guys. What? We have to go back.
0: Oh, now you want to go back. Why?
2: I just realized... I forgot the hot Cheetos. We can't have our picnic without the hot Cheetos.
1: Are you sure you want to go back now, Molly, after the true nature of humankind has been revealed to you through the forest?
2: Rolando, I have been craving hot Cheetos for the past three weeks.
0: (laughs) I agree. Let's get out of here really fast so we can get those hot Cheetos. I'll race you guys. Let's go. If you say so.